Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. God's grace is not an excuse or a license to sin. Every Christ follower confesses when you come to get saved. But then we continue to confess as we follow. I believe in the terms that we would talk about today, this is what Jesus was saying to her with these last few words. Look at it, understand it. I believe this is a key to the end of this story. You are forgiven, lady, so start following me and stop your lifestyle of sin. What is our purpose for remaining on this earth after we become a Christ follower? Are we here to seek the condemnation of others or are we here to share the gospel with unbelievers and actively pray for their salvation? What about our relationship to other believers? Are we here to condemn their sin or are we here to love and encourage them to live a life devoted to the Lord? We have so little time on this earth. We should live like Jesus did and share His forgiving message to those who don't believe. Just think of the change we could make in this world. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of this message from Pastor Mark. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the end of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in John chapter 8, verse 7, with the conclusion of our message entitled, Confession Brings Complete Forgiveness. Now, as you're here and these people are speaking, where is your attention in this little... You're out there in the crowd. Where is your attention? Your attention's on who? The lady. You're feeling for her. Or if you're legalistic, she deserves this. Your attention's her. Now, watch me. Here's the lady. Your attention's on her. Here's Jesus. When Jesus bends down and begins to write in the sand, where's the attention? It's on who? And it's not on the first time in the whole encounter nobody's looking at her. That's an act of kindness. Jesus says, "You, you focus it on me. Don't you think so? Quit focusing on her. You, you focus on me. Wow, what a great picture of love. Verse 7, when they kept on questioning him, he, he straightened up and he said to them, underline this in your Bible, if anyone, encircle this word, if any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. If any one of you... Jesus is not talking to the crowd. Jesus is not talking, obviously, to the accused woman. Jesus is only talking to these self-righteous leaders. He says, if you legalists 
are without sin, throw the first stone. He already knew they couldn't because their real sin was not, this was a sin. Part of their sin was they went white by the law because they didn't bring the man. But their real sin was their motive. He knew in their heart they were here to trick him. They they didn't care about this lady. They didn't actually care about the guy. They were here to trick Jesus. So God took that secret sin that they had in their heart, and what's he going to do in a moment? You can see, he, he, he makes it public in front of all the people. He, he, their hypocrisy is exposed. I like this. Someone wrote it like this. In a sense, they now stood naked in front of Jesus, the woman, and the crowd. God had given Jesus wisdom. And he challenged these legalists, these sin sniffers, and these self-righteous men. Here's a stone. Now I have to confess to you this morning. He that is without sin. I'm a sinner today. Because when I was walking the other day, I stole this from my neighbor's yard. (laughs) That's a true story. They were in the first service this morning. I thought they might throw a stone at me because they know whose yard I took it from. They come to this church. I'm going to return it, so I'm forgiven. But what does this stone represent? Would you write it down? This stone represents a self-righteous attitude, prideful. It represents a legalist. It represents sin sniffers. You see, as you begin to understand that, all of us can fit into this category. There isn't one that can miss it. But God hates pride. He hates people that think they're special. And the world can't stand us either. Because there's no grace. And a sin sniffer... Who wants to be around somebody that's always saying, ah, did it wrong, did it wrong, did it wrong, did it wrong. You need to be more like me. That's who these people were. That's why the, the, the guy, you're in the crowd. You don't care anything for these guys. When you see Jesus doing this, you're kind of getting excited. Well, look at verse 8. And again, he stooped down and rolled it on the ground. The Bible's silent. We don't know. Verse 9, notice what it says. Then those who heard it, these righteous leaders, so-called, when they heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, they went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last, the youngest. And look at this picture. And Jesus was left alone, And the woman, standing in the midst, in front of the people. You see, by their own guilty omission, when Jesus said, if you're without sin, throw it. Each of these religious, prideful, legalists dropped their stones and walked away one by one. Why the oldest first? 
You that are older know how many sins we've committed, more than a younger person. Wouldn't you have liked to have been there that day in lots of ways? Because when Jesus says, okay, guys, throw the stone. You can throw a stone right now at her. Just go ahead. And what we see, I would have loved to hear, because it would have been like this. How many of them? We don't know how many were there. But every single stone was dropped. What were you thinking as you heard that? What was she thinking? What was Jesus thinking? And say, Pastor Mark, is there an illustration in that for us? See, you without sin, no religious leader could condemn her. No one in the crowd could condemn her. Nobody listening to me or watching me online anywhere in the world could throw the stone. And I couldn't throw it either. Do you now see? Do you now see the change in attitude from when you first saw, yeah, she deserved it. Whoa. So what was Jesus doing? He was showing us the character of a forgiving God. He was giving us a picture as they dropped those condemning stones. Well, look at verse 10. And Jesus straightened up and asked her two questions. Woman, where are they? Where are your accusers? And number two, has no one condemned you? Look at verse 11. I love it. I'd love to see this, her face. No one, sir. Jesus responds. Words that she never, ever imagined to ever hear. And neither do I de- condemn you, Jesus declared. You know, it's very interesting because you know this for a fact. There was someone in that crowd that day that could have thrown the stone. It was Jesus. Jesus never sinned. But he put his love between her and the law. You see, love is a verb. You're wearing it. Jesus was showing her grace and not her judgment. Warren Wearsby adds, Now, we must not misinterpret the event to mean that Jesus was easy on sin or that he contradicted the law because he didn't. He came to fulfill it. For Jesus to forgive this woman meant that he had to one day himself die for her sins. Forgiveness is free, but it's not cheap. See, some people read that story and go, man, I can do whatever I want that. No, that is not true. Now, in the New King James, I want you to see a passage, and I think it'll speak volumes to you. What took place in this woman? Did anything take place? We don't know for sure, but I think this will give you a pretty good clue, I think, what happened. When you see verse 11, she said, no one Lord. In the original language, that word, we see it all through the New Testament. It's kurios. It means God, Lord, Master. It's the very same word that Paul uses to show when a person becomes a Christian. Look what he says. That if you confess with your mouth 
Jesus is Kurios. He's Lord. He's God. He's master. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For it is with the heart, it's not a head thing, that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. What do I believe in happened? She said, no one Lord, God, Kurios, master. I believe as I look at it, she became a believer at that point. Jesus forgave her and she began to become a follower of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That is not the end of the story. We have untold millions of people who believe they're followers of Jesus Christ who don't get the next part of this. Jesus didn't say to her, God bless you, have a nice life. But look at the end of verse 11. Go now and leave your life of sin. See, repentance is a change. You're not going to be perfect. We already learned that. None of us will ever be perfect. But there's going to be a change in your life. Fruits of repentance. You are eventually going to become more and more like Jesus. Not less and less like Jesus and more like you used to be. Then no change ever really happened. Real repentance is a change in heart and a change of lifestyle. God's grace is not an excuse or a license to sin. Every Christ follower confesses when you come to get saved. But then we continue to confess as we follow. I believe in the terms that we would talk about today, this is what Jesus was saying to her with these last few words. Look at it, understand it. I believe this is a key to the end of this story. You are forgiven, lady, so start following me and stop your lifestyle of sin. Now, we don't know whether she was a prostitute or she had many adulterous affairs. We don't really know her history. But Jesus simply said this, okay, you're forgiven. I don't condemn you. Now start following me. Learn to be like me. And by the way, to do that, you have to stop that lifestyle that you have. You, you have to leave that lifestyle. I'm going to take a moment to challenge you. Listen, all of our campuses right now, without a doubt, there's a few in you at all of our campuses. You're in an adulterous affair right now. Maybe your spouse doesn't know it. Your closest friends don't know it. But God knows it. Stop it. Get on your knees today. Go to the individual and say, this is it. I'm ending it. Get back with God and get your marriage started right. This is a warning of love from God to you. Stop it. Some of you are thinking about it. You're attracted to a man, a woman at work. And you're thinking, uh, this is probably going to be better than my marriage. I can guarantee you, it will not be better. Stop it. Some of you are going, God, that wasn't me, Pastor Mark. I don't have those. I've never done that in my whole life. Yeah, you're the very ones that are doing it in your mind on the Internet. Stop it. Well, it's not the same. It is a sin against a holy God. Some of the rest of us say, well, I'm not, in those two things, I'm pretty good. No, you're not pretty good. None of us should be in a lifestyle of sin. None of us. 
And if we're not careful, we'll just head down that road. So don't be self-righteous this morning. Get your heart right with God. Me included. He died for our sins. It cost him everything. Change. That's the message of God. This woman didn't look at... When she heard those words, she'd go, Wow, what kind of a forgiveness is that? No, she expected probably to die. By the way, without God, we are dead. Never go to heaven. Don't make light of our sin. Well, as she walked away, she began enjoying Jesus. I don't know how it all worked out, but I would have loved to have been in the audience of all of those people that were watching Jesus teach. What did they learn that, in that encounter? What changed in their heart? By the way, I'm going to give you some things. You can't write them. I'm going to go through them really too quickly, but you can go to the website. Go to the website and just look for sermon notes. If you're in a small group, a community group, a study group, or if you're not in a group, find a way to get with a few people this week. Anywhere. Anywhere. Uh, you can go to Starbucks or whatever. By the way, you can get one free. You can just go to Starbucks today. You get a $5 coupon off. Go, go there and sit there and talk with some people. Go to McDonald's. Go to your favorite place. Go to Polo Place and have some of that grilled chicken. I'm doing this toward the end of the service to try to challenge you a little bit. <laughs> and I want you to think what you learned this morning. Let's take a look at some of these. It'd be the same questions these people were thinking as they watched this. And as they watched this woman walk away free, what did they learn? Well, what would they have learned about themselves? How many, when she walked away, they went, well, that's not right. What's wrong with Jesus? She should have paid for that. By the way, do you think she paid for it? <laughs> Number two. What did they learn about Jesus? See, what they saw in Jesus was what they didn't know about God. By the way, what did you learn about Jesus? Whoa. Do you understand? Outside these walls, people don't understand what we just learned. Number three, what did they learn about religion? Did any of those people want to follow religion? No. Because religion condemns the Bible says when Jesus came, he came with grace and truth. Could I hear it? Amen. Grace and truth. Next, as they looked, hopefully they were thinking, hopefully you're thinking this morning, there's nobody beyond God's reach to forgive. If this gal had been all her life a prostitute or all her life just an adulteress, there's no one beyond the reach of God. Now, remember when he said, leave your life of sin, you said, well, she couldn't do that. No, anything God can, commands us to do, he enables us to do. Next, were they thinking in their life? Because most of those were not followers of Jesus. They're just interested in his teaching. Could, could they have said this? Could I? Could I get a new start? Could God actually forgive me of all my stuff? Yes. Same for you in this service this morning. And last... What about this lifestyle of sin? Is it really possible to leave that lifestyle? Drinking, pornography, anger, bitterness, cheating, always doing something wrong your whole life? Is it possible to leave it? Yes, it is. You see, the scripture is given to us to learn. It's not like, Pastor Mark, nice story. I like this. No, it isn't for that. It's for us to apply it. 
I want to give you two more points. Turn to John 3.16. You know it well. Just turn there quickly. John 3.16 and 17. Sebastian, Vieira. You know the first verse, but often we don't think about the second verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. We know that by heart, but look at the second verse. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. I want you to write these two things down. Jesus didn't come to condemn, but to forgive. He isn't after you to condemn you and to shame you and to make your sins public. He's here to cover you with his righteousness, to forgive you of that which may not even be visible to anybody but God. And second, don't don't you dare leave here treating sin as some kind of an easy deal. No, God never approves of sin, but he loves to forgive and give a new beginning. Since all of us are sinners, God loves us. He came to meet your biggest need, my greatest need, continues to this day, it's forgiveness. He paid the penalty. We'll learn about that next week. Why are we here as a church? CCM, why are we here? For this story. CCM, all of our campuses, you're all a part of it, we're a family. I want you to understand something very important. When you see this rock, say, Pastor Mark, what's the business of this church? I'll guarantee you this. The business of this church is not stone throwing. We're a hospital, and we're here for people that have been shamed, broken, need help, and we bring them to the only one that can change their life, and that's Jesus. Now, if that goes against your personality, I'm sorry. But that's God. He didn't come to condemn us. He came to save us. And without his forgiveness and grace, there isn't a person walking out of this door alive. We'd all be stoned to death by the law. But he came to free us, to forgive us. Put your stones down. Wear your bracelet. Let's begin to reach out to hurting people everywhere and introduce them to the only one that can change their life. His name, and let me do this as I say it, his name is Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus showed the adulterous woman grace and not judgment. This doesn't mean that we can do whatever we want. This means that Jesus came to save us from our sin, not to condemn us. This is the definition of love. God never approves of our sin, but loves us enough to forgive us and give us a new beginning. What do you do with this truth? Will this free gift of love impact you? Pastor Mark challenged us to accept this forgiveness and change our lives. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 6103. And the title of this message is Confession Brings Complete Forgiveness. Again, today's message number for ordering purposes is 6103. And the title of this message is Confession Brings Complete Forgiveness. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living when we find out the gift that God has given us. This gift is the only way that we may have eternal life and complete forgiveness. This gift is the only way that we will no longer be separated from God. It is through fellowship with Jesus Christ. This is a free gift from God. He's taken the penalty for our sin and nailed it to the cross. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to continue joining us for this series in the book of 1 John with Pastor Mark. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your lessons for 